Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Bing bong. <laughs> Why are you looking at me like that? Just having a good time. <laughs> Should we tell the listeners what's happened today? Sure. James has got a haircut. Glad hates it. <laughs> no, Can't I even hide the absolute disdain. <laughs> Thank you, guys. That's why I started doing my big bongs and then you looked at me and started laughing. Because <laughs> I now I all I can see is the haircut over the microphone. It's got a it's very it's very swooshy, isn't it's it? It's ve- no, it's not even sw- okay. Let's not talk about it. You'll get very offended. Okay. I do You get look like my triggered. great uncle Auntie Mildred. Thank you. <laughs> It is a big beehive do. Yeah. There's a lot of there's a lot of weight at the back of it. Like, like there's yeah. quite a lot of yeah. That's my head. Okay. That's just like the the back of my bulbous head. All right. <laughs> Looks good. I don't believe you. <laughs> Hello, Bing Bong. It is Claire here. James is here also. We are married and we recommend you things to watch, read, and listen to. That's right. <laughs> That's right, we do. You have to look at this for months, Claire. You don't have a choice. <laughs> This is the world. Did you think you were going to quell your laughter by holding your nose? Because that did the opposite. (laughs) Okay. okay, I've got it together. Colleagues, you can edit some of these laughs. Okay. Okay. I can keep, I can hold it. (laughs) Do you want me to wear a hat? Do you have a fedora or perhaps a bonnet to fit over your big? (laughs) This this is as bad as that time when you got your hair dyed and it was all black and shiny. That was a trick. And it had like a bob. You had like a full-on bob. That was a trick. And you picked me me up in your old car at the front of my mum and dad's house. And I'm like, I know. And you looked at me and you were like, huh? And I was like, oh, no. No, I wasn't. I was like, oh, no. And actually because that (laughs) night I didn't have time. I went home and I just shaved my head. All right, let's get started. Let's get on this started. All right, we do. We don't just laugh at each other's haircuts. No, we do. We do just a little. Anyway, we recommend you stuff, and you can go first this week, Buffonti Buffy. Thank you. I just <laughs> want to quickly mention that um, the podcast awards are underway at the moment. Still, they the are Australian podcast awards, and if you could vote for us, that would be correct. Just terrific. Just, just put well. in the title, Buffont Man, the Buffonted no, no, Man. No, no, you have to type in suggestible. Oh, okay. From a drop-down menu. And then from there, uh, it would because we want to win. All right, that, exactly. Thing. Claire, guess what? What, James? Uh, I watched a movie. It's called Finch. You familiar with this? Finch. I'm familiar with the book The Goldfinch. No, 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 no. That was also recently made into a movie. I know. That's what I thought you were talking about. No, no. This one, uh, it's directed by Miguel Sapo Chinik, who uh, has worked on a number of things, <laughs> including <laughs> Game of Thrones. <laughs> Do you remember the Battle of Hard Home episode? No, you don't. Are you going to be? Are you, are you going to be okay? Are you going to be I okay? It's just that because over the top of the microphone, all I can see is your hair moving up and down because <laughs> it's so buffonty. They put a lot of product in it to like make it extra buffonty on top. There's a little bit of volume in it, Claire. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Anywho, should I slick go, it down? 
I don't know. I don't know what you could do with it. Mm. I don't know. Maybe you could get, I don't know, some hair oil. Some hair oil. Maybe you could get some old-fashioned mousse well, maybe from I will. the chemist. Anyway, can I continue, please? Yes, you, you are. I'm, an, I'm a professional podcaster. And up, don't look directly at me. <laughs> All right. I'll look, I'll look away from you to quell my laughter. Everything is final and normal. You're yeah. a normal man with a normal <laughs> haircut and everything is fine. Tom Hanks stars in I this love movie. Tom Hanks. He has a good haircut. Well, he's had some uh, some work done on his hair, I believe. Um, oh. I don't know all, if all of that is his original hair. But, yeah, he keeps it together, doesn't he? He does. Um, anyway, the world is scorched. It's the future slightly. There's been a solar flare. So everything is terrible. It seems as if he is the last person on Earth, maybe, potentially. Maybe there's some other people out there. We don't know. Anyway, he's not alone, though. Do you know what he has? He has a dog that he hangs out with. Are you okay? Not a Buffonti haircut. No, it's a regular dog. Okay, cool. He has a dog, okay, right? yes. But also at the same time, because there are holes in the ozone layer, the earth is like scorching hot. You cannot stand in direct sunlight. You will melt. It is so, And also as a result of this, he's dying. He has some like radiation sickness. Oh, he no. knows he's on the way out. He's, this dog is only like three or four years old. So he's like, what am I going to do? I'm going to die. This dog's going to die then. So he, what he does, he builds a robot to look after the dog. Oh. So, but then, because uh, for reasons as explained in the movie, they have to go across country because there's a, there's a big storm coming, let's just say. That is what happens. There's okay, a big is storm. there spoilers? No, it's just like this is all very early on. Okay. So he has to kind of teach the robot how to look after the dog whilst and at the same time he's dying. Oh, no. And, but the dog's like, I hate this robot or whatever. And the robot's like a like a child, like it's trying not, like it has knowledge of the world because it's, you know, it's all inbuilt memory stuff, but it doesn't know anything. So he's kind of teaching it life lessons. And like you along can't the really way. cuddle up to a robot. No, not really. But they do form this interesting relationship and there's a lot of like him yelling at the robot because he's like, it's, you know, I'm going to be dead soon and you need to like get it together kind of thing. For the dog. For the dog. Yeah, for the dog. So it's, you know, they it's it covers a lot of like companionship and regret and loss because he's a man who hasn't spent a t- time around a lot of other people and all that in his life and all of these things. And I think also as I was watching this, I'm like, maybe I watch too many of these post-apocalyptic <laughs> movies. It's pretty, pretty grim stuff, but no, James, you definitely don't. You might be right, but also it's like it's re- it's a, re- a very beautiful movie. Like it's shot really well, and I watched some behind the scenes stuff, and they on purpose did a lot of on locations things. And the robot is like, for the most part, practical. Yeah, oh, but there are moments where the robot is not, but a lot of it is like puppetry and things like that, which really really adds to it. And the CGI that they do use in it is great. And the dog's great as well. It's a real bloody lovable scamp, I'll tell you that much. Uh, Finch is available on Apple TV+. Plus. Ooh, excellent. Right now. Yeah. It actually sounds really good. You know I love a dog. We now have two dogs. Yeah, great. So, it's really good. Yeah, it's, it's a whole lot of things. But I would like to know why it's called Finch. The, do- the robot's called Finch. I think, oh. or is he called Finch? I can't remember. Or is he? Oh, someone in the movie is called Finch, and I can't remember Not who. The dog? That would be a cool name for a dog. I think the our dog's, dog's name. Something. Our new dog's called Zippy. No, the, which I actually now think is. Oh no, so Tom Hanks is Finch. The robot is called Jeff, and the dog is called Goodyear. Oh, yeah. I like all those names. Those names are excellent. Okay, I'm. Gosh, Apple TV, mate, got some good out stuff. Some good stuff there. I'm very excited. Yeah. Okay, can I talk about my thing now? I would love you to. Okay, I can't look at you while I do this because I will giggle a lot 
Mm-hmm. Because of your Bufonti hair, your old boot. Please continue. Your Bufonti boot. I've lost the plot. Anyway, I'll just continue on with my you recommendation. You seem like you're having a good time. I am. I've, I've, I've got it together now, though. No more giggles from this old broad. What about if I do this? <laughs> he's about to use that over to our listeners. And this he's is little... a very odd haircut. I'm just like. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what about if I did this? Our babysitter even was like, oh, James. Yeah. What a haircut. Yeah. <laughs> Looks good. I'm like, that wasn't very genuine. Oh, mate. But you know what? We're going to pay her to compliment my haircut. No, that's true. She's Mm. excellent for Mm. other reasons. She has a Christmas jumper on today. Oh. I love it. Too early. We should fire her. No. (laughs) No. Don't fire her. End for the comment about my hair. Okay. (laughs) Let's keep going. Okay. So I'm going to recommend something that I've been waiting for for a long time, and that is Adele's new album, Oh, my God. It's all you've talked about. Uh, Is it? Yes. Oh, all right. Well, I'm going to find some new material. You're talking about it. You're watching, you're watching things about yeah, it. Yeah. Okay. So, what I will recommend is that you go and listen to it. It's on Spotify and, you know, all the other things on iTunes. Yep. And you can't uh, shuffle it. She wants you to listen to it in its entirety. And she dropped it. I mean, she just has the most amazing marketing. Didn't she get rid of the right? shuffle button on yeah, Spotify she did. or whatever? Yeah. Very clever. Um, mm. Because it's a really personal album, it's very. Classic Adele, very dark, very sad in a lot of spots, um, cool. very revealing about her divorce from yeah, her yeah. husband and her relationship with him and with her son and uh, the relationship she has with herself really. So it's all about her Saturn return, which is really supposed to mark a place in time when Saturn returns into the same orbit that it was when you were born and people who are into astrological stuff like this mean that it kind of <laughs> – anyway. Her idea is that it brings it – ca- well, the idea is that the Saturn return brings like a big shifting moment into your life. So it brings up a lot of questions and makes you think about who you are, pretty much like a midlife crisis sure. kind of thing. Is this what this hair is about, a midlife crisis? Yeah, it's a midlife crisis. <laughs> I want to be – I, I said make me look ridiculous because <laughs> I'm having a crisis. You don't look ridiculous. It's just – it's an interesting choice. And everyone can make different choices. Anyway, including Adele. So she dropped the first single a little while ago, Easy On Me, and that is by far my favourite track okay. of the whole thing. It's really great. It, it She's so clever at capturing something incredibly personal to her that ends up being a completely universal feeling, particularly right, right. for women. And she's singing it to her son, basically saying, go easy on me. I, I'm so sorry that I've broken up with um, your dad, but go easy on me. I really love you, but I made choices before I really knew myself. That's kind of the vibe of basically okay, the whole album. Sure. Now, one of the best ways to watch this album is to watch her sing it live. And I think Adele is always better live and when I saw her in concert live because she's a comedian and an MC as well yeah, and a real amazing. showman and she's really relatable. So when you see her live, the way she interweaves her songs and they're sort of at once like completely gut-wrenching or like big bangers like Rolling in the Deep, um, the Rivoli, Water Under the Bridge that make you get up and dance. Yeah. Um, and then the other ones are, you know, very moving or kind of big sweeping songs like Skyfall, which is still my favourite. Bond I, I saw you while track. watching that. Um, yeah, yeah. It's a good yeah. song. It totally is. And it's, I mean, I love Billie Eilish's No Time to Die, but Skyfall is just, I think, the best of those. 
Pretty by far. good. Yeah. Um, watching her live now, she's done two concerts, and the second one is my favorite. The first one she did was One Night Only, hosted by Oprah, which is interspersed with interviews in Oprah's famous Rose Garden about her divorce and you know, and about finding herself and Mm. also about her weight loss because one of the big things with Adele is that she has lost over 100 pounds. Yeah. And unfortunately, for whatever reason, people are constantly fascinated by women's bodies and regardless of what size they are, it always seems to be a comment. Yeah, and I think some women have felt kind of let down because they felt like Adele really represented them on screen and as a musician and now she has a different body type. But as she says in the interview, and I totally respected her for it, she's got her own shit to deal with. She can't be taking on other people's worries and her body is going to be talked about regardless. Yeah, absolutely. And she lost the weight through fitness and through because of her anxiety and her breakdown with her marriage, she just fell into the gym and really trained hard and I completely respect that. I yeah, find yeah. the gym the only way for me to really cope with a lot of stuff. <laughs> To be honest, and I could see that she had done that. So I thought it was handled really well in the interview with Oprah. The rest of it felt a little bit cheesy, that concert. Like it was done in front of the Griffith Observatory in the Hollywood Hills uh, on a backdrop of the sun setting and with this big band, you know, the star-studded audience included people like Melissa McCarthy, Leonardo DiCaprio, Donald Glover, Selena Gomez, Gordon Ramsay, you know, Heaps of people, they did this kind of staged thing where a guy proposes to his girlfriend and she has no idea she's brought out in a, you know, blindfolded. And and Adele. So she doesn't even know she's in an Adele concert? No, until he takes the blindfold off and the lights roll down and he proposes and then all the lights go up and then she's just sitting next to Melissa McCarthy just having been proposed to and just losing her (laughs) shit while Adele serenades her. It's like that was lovely. Yeah. But anyway, it just wasn't my favourite Adele version because I felt like she was super nervous and her mouth was quite dry. Uh, And even though she performs beautifully, I feel like it was very stagey and a bit too cheesy. The whole thing or just? Um, Yeah, actually. The concert. Yeah, I just felt like it. Because you've seen her, right? Yeah, like on her Instagram, she performs one of her songs just sitting on her couch in her sweats basically. And that to me was a much better version of her music, just watching her do it in this kind of really contained, really personal, really down-to-earth way. I mean, she's wearing this spectacular ball gown that was designed by, let me bring it up, um, Italian fashion house, Schiaparelli, and it's this sort of big, dramatic, black, sequined bodice um, and with swoopy sculptural neckline and like a big fishtail. She just looks a bit uncomfortable. She's got these big satin earrings on reminiscent of her like satin return. Just was all a bit too, I don't know, Hollywood for my liking. I think she's too, and she lives in Hollywood now. I don't know. It was a bit too I think she went to Hollywood. I think she did or her marketing team did. However, the best concert that I've watched since has been her second one that she did in London. And that is amazing. So have you heard of the thing called an audience with? Yeah. In London? Yeah. It's like a really famous thing that they do. Oh, excuse me. Here he goes, yawning away. I just, I just I just, love to yawn. I know you're not that interested in Adele's concert. No, but... I am interested. Now I'm interested in this second Adele's concert you're talking about. <laughs> I'll, be, I'll be quick. I'll be quick. I'm losing listeners. I can tell by the second. If only you could watch James Buffon's hair while I talk. No, so an audience with is a long-running ITV format that matches a star with a celebrity-heavy crowd, and it's laying dormant for a decade ever since Barry Manilow serenaded guests, including oh, Gino DeCampo and Stacey Solomon. Back in 2011. 
And so really it's amazing. Adele's a big fan of this particular format and so she's kind of revived it, which I think is really wonderful. Okay. And it's just much more classic Adele. What she's wearing is so beautiful and she just looks way more comfortable in it. She's got this beautiful hair sort of out in these big vintage-style waves in this beautiful black sequin dress with like an open neckline. But she's just much more... Do herself, I think, because you, she's a, in a British crowd. What, what do you think? Do you th- what do you think it is that makes the new one that? What, what do you think better. the change is? Like, does she seem happy? Yeah, in I the think new it's. One? Yeah, I think it's because she's very self-deprecating, very funny and comedic. Yeah, and I feel like maybe in Hollywood, it. You know how there's that American Hollywood esque kind of sincerity yeah. that just doesn't quite ring with her. Whereas with this, she's got this kind of British okay. crowd who really get her. Yeah. And guests, including people like, you know, Emma Thompson and Emma Watson. And there's this beautiful, you know, Alan Carr. And at Alan one Carr? Point, Alan Carr, yeah. He's a comedian. He comes up and performs Make You Feel My Love for Everybody very oh, badly yeah, no, no, while she gets her makeup fixed up because they did a thing with one of her old teachers that came back to give her a big oh, hug. Oh, that's right. You talked about yeah. that. Yeah. And so she says. That's when you were crying. You were like, oh, my God, I'm old oh, teachers. Yeah. It was really beautiful. Anyway, and I just felt like she was way more relaxed in that concert and it's a gorgeous watch. There's lots of lovely moments in that and yeah. it's a bit more intimate in some ways and and – I feel like, yeah, maybe she was just more comfortable. But does she seem happy now, though? Do you mean after her divorce? Yeah. (sighs) Does she seem in a good place or moving forward? I don't know, to be honest, watching the Oprah interview. Now you're the problem because you're the media and you're judging. Yeah, well, I'm not judging. That's what Mm. I mean. I don't know. And I think that's the thing with all these celebrities, right? Mm. I mean, we project all our stuff onto them. They're going through incredibly personal things. And I think you want people to just be okay. Yeah. Uh, but also is it our place to decide if she's okay or not? I mean, watching yes. the Oprah interview, it, it seemed like someone who had been through a hell of a lot. Her dad died as well yeah, yeah. in the last three years plus the pandemic. She moved countries. I think she seems like someone who's been through an incredible amount of pain and is still dealing with her childhood. And I think she's stopped drinking and has had to really sit with herself. Like we mm. were talking about on the Taunts podcast sure, yeah. with you, not that you had a problem with alcohol, but you did drink a lot while you were at uni. And she and that can mask stuff. Yeah, and I think for her that's the same. So she's, you know, a person that's having to deal with herself sober and really coming to terms with who she is mm. on this like global stage. Yeah. So I don't think she's someone. The album's who, good yeah. though, isn't it? Yeah, it's great. Yeah. It's really good. It's worth listening to from start to finish. It's very classic Adele, and in some spots you think. This song sounds like another Adele song. So I don't think it's my favourite of her albums, but it's still really great. Yeah. And and I can't wait for her to come to Australia and perform live. When is that? I don't know. I haven't set any dates yet for a global tour, I don't think, at this point. Anyway. But still loved it. Yeah, so 30. It's... um, Everywhere you find songs. There's a wait list of tickets you can you can be on apparently for this. Uh, Ooh, okay, there you go. She... File that away for future presents, James. Nah, I'm just going <laughs> to let that one slide. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. 
$45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm going to recommend a YouTube channel I've been meaning to recommend for the last like four weeks and just keep getting pushed. Uh, it's Joel Haver. It was the Joel Haver YouTube channel. Uh, he's an American filmmaker, actor, and animator. Best known for a variety of short films and unique animation style, in particular rotoscope. Do you feel familiar with rotoscope? Of course not. It's basically Why would where I be you, film, that? you film a person and then you kind of just draw around them so they're like animated, but they do it around a person. I don't get that. Okay, let me show you. Let me, you let me show you an example. What is it called? Rotoscope. Yeah. Or Roboscope. Rotoscoped. Rotoscoped. Uh, have you ever seen the movie A Scanner Darkly? Of course not. Then that, that's a good example. <laughs> so it's like this. Like, oh, God. He's ah. dropped the phone. He's dropping the ball. He's dropping everything. So it's like. Oh, I hate this. <laughs> I hate this so much. I like it. I think it's funny. Yeah, because it's, it's like, weird and creepy. Look, it's like you like and... everything that's weird and creepy. Oh, I hate this so much. It's weird and janky or whatever. And oh, there's a lot of effort so involved janky. in it. I know, Why I would it. they make that? Anyway, that's one of the things that he does. It's also very difficult to do. Like it looks like – anyway, his, his YouTube channel, like he's been doing it for years. Then the last year, it just really took off for whatever reason. And what he – uh, it, the stuff that he does, it's a mixture of skits and blogs and like um, animation and just bits of fun or whatever. It's like, it feels like when you get your inv- friends involved in like a little like media project kind of thing, <laughs> it's got that vibe to it. But um, the the ideas are really un- unique or presented in really interesting uh, ways. There's uh, there's one that I really love called Comedian Podcast, where it's basically like a, a spoof of like, you know, like a Joe Rogan or whatever, which is incredibly funny. There's one, uh, an animated one where uh, it's Batman, but Batman doesn't show up. So it's just like <laughs> criminals like moving crates into a tr- like truck and they're just like, like it's just nothing happens because he's just, Batman doesn't arrive. Uh, one of my favorite ones is also, this is a non-animated one. When you show someone a video on your phone, you know, when you, um, when someone wants to show you a video and you're like, oh, okay. And then you just want to like tap the screen to see like how much time is left on this video. <laughs> but anyway, in this, but to, to ruin the skit, this video, this, is this, he just shows his friend the entire movie. You don't mess with the Zohan, you know, the Adam Sandler <laughs> yeah. movie. So he's just like, when you, he just shows him the entire movie. Um, he recently did one uh, with Justin Roiland, who, um, one of the creators of Rick and Morty called Sand Planet which is like a Star Wars uh, spoof. And there's also this really, like, he's, he did a lot of videos with his dad as well. Um, his dad's really funny. Like a really, like, great comedic timing, and, timing as well. And you can see where he gets a lot of uh, that from. Like, you can see a lot of you know, his dad in him. But his dad also passed away and he has this, like, heartbreaking video where he just talks about how his dad passed away or whatever. It's really good. Um, I thoroughly enjoy it. Um, it's very funny, very creative, and I'm glad he's... Doing stuff and doing well. And currently he got in a van and he's just been like traveling across the country and oh. doing different collabs with uh, different people. It's really that's cool. That's cool. Yeah. I think that's awesome. I like him a lot. That mm. sounds really cool. That sound that reminds me. Until he gets cancelled, in which case I disown him. <laughs> Retrospectively. Yeah. Oh, God, it feels like the future of everybody at this point. Boy, it? does it. Oh, man. What if we get cancelled? Yeah, well. Might be I might get cancelled for making too much fun of your Buffonti hair. I hope so, Claire, because that would be ideal. <laughs> what about if I do this? Is that better? Oh, she's he's shaking his head back and forth, listeners. There's like a little bit of hair that just like wobbles back I think and it needs to be either too like longer or shorter. It, I think it just needs to be a different haircut. <laughs> a different haircut. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll, like, I'll post a 
uh, uh, um, an image to see what people think. And I'm like, I don't know if I can handle the criticism. <laughs> Do you know what? The internet, they've been loving your long hair, so they'll probably it's all true. really Maybe like it. It's true. Maybe they will love it. And look, it's I'm only one person and I'm a babysitter. That's true. I mean, the guy who cut your hair obviously thought it was all right. Billy knows what he's doing. You leave that. You leave Billy right, out of this. I'm the, a big fan. To be fair, you asked Billy for a longer beard. No, I just time. said, what do we do? What, like, what if I kept a bit of length? And he's like, yeah, we could do some like this. And I'm like, great, Billy. You're a good dude. I all like right. him. Make sure you make it Bufonti on the back of my head. How is it Bufonti at the it's, back? You know like how, you okay. Here? You know how women in their 60s will get a kind of bob, longer bob at the back? It gives some Bufontiness at yeah, the but back. But it's short at the back. Look. Yeah, no, but it's like longer short. It's not like faded. It's oh, you, want, you should have done a fade. You should have done a fade, you think? No, you should have done a different haircut. <laughs> <laughs> you can't criticise the specifics of the haircut. No, because it just, there's no, no way of reconciling with it. Oh, it well. You just need a different haircut. <laughs> well, now I'm going to settle into it for months. I know. Just despite you. I know you will. So you that's, gone... that's fine. It's your head. I'll love you whatever you look like. I don't believe you. I'll walk around and say this is Mr. Bufonti and I love him. Thank... I'll not have a bad word said about him. Except from you, obviously. <laughs> exactly. Have you I... got anything? That's my prerogative. Have you got anything else? Or yes, we... correct, I do. Of oh, okay. I do. Is it to... another Adele concert? Have you got a third Adele God, concert you want so to talk annoying. about? you're so annoying. Okay, you talk about like a 50 gazillion of the same things. What are you talking you about? You make literally your job is to make videos about Fairly similar movies. Oh, okay. Just on and, and your on. job is to be you... like, uh, this person I saw on Instagram is life-affirming I... or whatever. What? Get out of here. No, okay. Uh, this Jeez. person, uh, the parenting oh. advice, boo. Yeah, well, yeah, terrible. <laughs> Actually, you... I did subscribe to that woman who did the parenting oh, advice. Oh, did you? Did week. you yeah, like really her? Yep. Okay. Oh, see? Eat your words there, my friend. Do you know what I like about her? Short. It's very short. Short sure. videos, but they're practical and great. Yep. I listened to her podcast, actually. That's Dr. Becky Good Inside, and she's got a podcast, too, of the same name, and it's just excellent and very, very, if you want, like, longer extended stuff where she goes in a bit more depth and talks more about her own parenting and families and things, there's also just lots of different topics on there. So you have, if you have a particular issue within your family at the moment that's I do. like, I don't know, death or grief or, or how to talk to kids about awkward conversations like periods and sex or, mm-hmm. I don't know, transitions or moving house. Like she's just got lots and lots and lots. Or just like deeply feeling kids. Her specialty is kids who feel things incredibly deeply right, and how okay. to handle those, oh. which I think is wonderful because um, – you do sometimes if you have a deeply feeling kid, people just think you just need to be tougher with them. Yeah. And that just does not work. Yeah, yeah. It just doesn't work. So she gives you lots of other kind of strategies and I really appreciate her. Anywho. Cool. I'm trying to get her on the podcast. She tweeted me. She messaged me back on Instagram <gasps> and, for, um, and I was like, please come on the podcast. And she was like, I'll let you know. And I think that was like a psychologist speak for probably never. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway. Please come on the show, Dr. Becky Good Inside. You're so good. Please someone tweet at her or Instagram her and say, go on Claire's show. Don't harass this no, woman. No, don't harass her. She's very busy and important. Anyway, my other recommendation is a podcast. Oh. It's called No Filter with Mia Friedman. So she does a lot of interviews. It's been going for years and years and years. This one in particular I thought you might find of interest. It's with Phoebe Burgess, who is the former wife of famous NRL star Sam Sorry. Burgess. Sam Burgess. How do I know that name? So he's a famous NRL star, <laughs> as I just said. How do I Incredibly, know him? And he just came, went, came off that show SAS Australia where he won it. Oh. Yeah. Is he one of those guys that's actually terrible? Yes, correct. Wow. And now on that show, he they kind of built him into this 
redemption arc. Yeah. Because basically he has been accused of a, um, allegedly. Oh, this guy. Yeah, I know him. Yeah, exactly. So He's, he's an NRL star, isn't he? Correct. <laughs> so annoying. Anyway, what's interesting about this is that Sam Burgess up until now has kind of held the narrative about the breakdown of his marriage. Yeah. And he's admitted to having affairs, but what he had, and he's obviously also been put up for a, many different charges to do with drug related offences and um, violent offences as well. So he also has two children with Phoebe, and she had kept quiet up to this point. On their Instagram account, it just looked like this perfect, happy family. But behind closed doors, um, he obviously had a, like major issues with cocaine, with partying too much, with affairs with multiple women. For instance, Phoebe has since come out after SAS Australia, which is a reality show, aired. Phoebe decided she wanted to be able to tell her narrative because he kind of talked about just, oh, I just had a few affairs with women and um, I'm sad about our marriage breaking down because of that. Okay. When actually, basically, she it, it appears that she was under a coercive control. Right. Um, okay. He would stalk her. He would he committed a violent offence against her father. Oh, yeah. Um, and it appears that the NRL was covering all of this up. Now, Phoebe is one of the first women to come out and actually talk openly about the NRL and their approach to dealing with players. And they have a huge problem with violence against women within the NRL in general in Australia. But they've got a very well-oiled machine and basically any time an affair would come out or any kind of issues around Sam Burgess' um, drug abuse issues, Phoebe and her family would be kind of whisked away to properties without Wi-Fi by the NRL or friends of the NRL and told to keep quiet and keep away from the media as much as possible. Yeah, they also kind of would spin stories about, so they spun stories about Phoebe, about that she was kind of money grabbing or something and coming out just because she was bitter or whatever, and other women who also came out to speak out about Sam Burgess' behaviour against them because there's a lot of other women that have since come out. The NRL would then kind of move move to not either silence them through payouts or kind of twist their words and discredit them in the media basically. So I think that there's a huge amount of bravery that it's taken for Phoebe Burgess to come out and tell her story. Mm. For instance, she's, she's not like a social media. No, so she whatever, had yeah. a she had a big Instagram following okay. because of her beautiful, apparently lovely, perfect life with okay, her two right. kids and yeah. Sam. She was formerly a journalist oh, uh, okay, for yeah. magazines and is incredibly smart. Yeah. So and articulate. So I think it's really worth listening to both the interviews as part one and part two. Yeah. She also spoke to some journalists in the Australian newspaper and told her story there as well. She said that for a long time she was tolerating things in her relationship and pretending that they were normal and because she was still protecting someone who was broken and behaving in such an abhorrent way, you know, even leading up to the birth of her son where he was taking drugs, um, partying, going on benders and then begging for forgiveness. Yeah, okay. And this is another quote from her. I'd spent a day with my newborn and Poppy. I was tired and I was sore and I knew Sam would get home at 4 p.m., so I cooked something and made sure I looked really nice because I just couldn't handle another explosion. If everything was perfect, then maybe it would work out. Even at that point, I knew it wasn't normal to be on edge when you're waiting for your husband to come home from work. It wasn't normal to be putting lipstick on when you're trying to feed a newborn. It wasn't normal to try to account for every hour of your day, explain it so he wouldn't call you lazy or a sea bomb You know, I just, so much had been taken away from me, so much as well as my dignity. That's really fucked up. 
Yeah, like stuff like yeah. when she was pregnant with her son, she was taking multiple sexual transmitted disease tests because yeah. she knew he'd been sleeping around so much. Um, and then the NRL approached her father to get her to come back to Sam. Right. So okay. not asking direct, talking directly oh, to her. that's so weird. Yeah, they went to her father and said, can you convince her to come back to him because of the, the PR, like yeah. the way that it looks. And then recently he was caught driving with traces of cocaine in his system on the way to pick up his children. Wonderful. Correct. So by all accounts, look, all of this is alleged. However, he does not sound like someone who is particularly nice person to no. women. And I think it's completely admirable and brave of Phoebe to be speaking out in this way. And she said she's just received so many messages from other women who have similar stories. Yeah. And I think that. And people who wouldn't have like. The, the kind it just of happens to people who aren't, who aren't rugby or... stars and media personalities. So you can't. Correct. You just. No one yeah, interested. Exactly. Mm. And I think what's also really important to note, and I've probably already said this, is the way that the NRL, which has, you know, billions of dollars, mm. is protecting and kind of nurturing almost this culture of of allowing the players to let off steam by partying. She yeah. said she'd go to events and it was like this subculture where the women would just be expected to play a certain role, like look yeah. after the children, keep the players happy, and the players would then have, you know, footy trips and things where they'd go away and let off steam and, you know, yeah. sleep around and do whatever they wanted. And the women's role was to make sure their players were happy, Yeah, okay. you know, and, like, make sure nothing affected their ability to play on game day. That's Yeah, and that's where the priorities obviously lie. Yeah. yeah. So pretty gross. Anyway, pretty fascinating. gross. That's a lot of, like, sporting culture though, Yeah, totally. Yeah. And I just think what a brave woman to be speaking mm. out. I really respect her for that. And I think... Go and listen. No filter with cool. Mia Friedman. It's right. two interviews. All right. Back to back. Back to back. Well, there's part one and part two. Cool. Correct. Did you know, um, speaking of podcasts, you can actually review this podcast in app. It's as simple as doing it in app. You open up the app and you go, excuse me, app. No, you can't. No, you can't do that. You have to look. At, you know, where you Excuse me. It. Please book me a haircut. Please. My wife will not stop laughing at me. I'm never going to get a haircut again. Um <laughs> So this is from Caleb Stevens, who did a five-star review. Thank you so much. Oh, thanks, Caleb. Uh, better than Yellow Jackets. Caleb says, I ran over a, a Yellow Jackets nest with my lawnmower whilst listening to this podcast. I got stung eight times. It sucked. Pretty good podcast. Five out of five stars. Thank you so much. And sorry about the Yellow Jackets. We don't really have Yellow Jackets here, do we? No, I don't think we do. So. Yeah. No. So you can also email the show with your very own suggestible at suggestiblepod at gmail.com, just like the wonderful Daniel Harmon has. Oh, my God. And just as a side note, we haven't received any voice memos recently. Oh. If you would like to send a voicemail to have your actual vocal cords on the show. We do have them, actually. There you go. We do have Yellow Jackets. Sorry, go oh, on. Oh, cool. There you go. Yeah. You can also do that just on your phone, voice memo, and send it away. We love to hear you. And if you're in like some strange land somewhere far away, walking your dog, wherever you are, it's kind of cool having background sounds. So it's cool. We would love that for you to record yourself and send it in. Anyway, Daniel Harmon has emailed us. He says, hi, James and Claire, love the pod and have a suggestion for you. It's an album of poems by Jeremy Lloyd. You know uh, I love a poem. Uh. Called Capitan Beaky and his band. My mum used to and still does to her current class read them to me and that class in primary school and I thought they were some you might enjoy. Oh, my I've God. I've included an extract from one favourite called Plimsolls and a Paper Hat. What the? What? All about how a cat lost all of, nine li- all of his nine lives. It's not as dark as it sounds. All right, I'm going to read it, James. It's good. It's all right, let's do it. Fourth time in a castle cellar, I met a rat, enormous fella. 
each eye redder than a ruby. Was I frightened? Wouldn't you be? How did you escape? They said, when you'd been given up for dead. I hid behind a wooden log and howled and barked just like a dog. You should have seen him run. I chased him half a mile for fun. He never knew I was a cat in plimsolls and a paper hat. Oh, that's kind of fun. I thought you would like that. Look, it's not my jam. I'm not going to lie, a book of poems. But that was fun. I know. I think kids would love that. And I think you'll enjoy it too, Claire, which I is think, uh, very important correct. to me. Also, I feel like you at the moment would look great in a paper hat. You think I look back good with a paper bag <laughs> on my head. That's what I think. No, I love your face. Shave about the hair. Maybe I just shave my head. Maybe I just shave my head, Claire. Go for it, mate. I'll shave it completely off. What do you think of that? All right, good. You would you prefer yes. that? Would you? Yes. <laughs> well, then I'm not going to do it. I like the feeling of the shaved head. Of the shaved head. The you shaved know? head. Like when I when our son, I shaved our son's head for some reason, and it felt lovely. You know, it's all like yeah, like a little and... microphone. Yeah. <laughs> we just went talking, talking to his head. His little microphone head. Ah, uh, cool. Uh, that's it. That's a show for this that's week. A show. Thank you to Rock Collings for the edit. Correct. Exactly. Oh, and on a side note for gifts for this week. Oh. We are currently in the process of developing a year subscription to Big Sandwich. Oh, we are, are we? Yes. Three months, six months and a year. So it's in development. We're having a few tech issues, but hopefully that will be something that you or a loved one could purchase. As a gift. As a gift, Fantastic. if you would so choose. And I am putting together, as the request of some listeners, a list of all my Christmas recommendations, and they will be going in the bio on my Instagram in a little doc, and Collings can also put a link into the show notes to that. Wonderful. And I might even just put all the recommendations from last year as well because, you know, it's always good to have It's always good to have more than one gift. Correct, because, you know, it's not just Christmas. There's birthdays too in there. There's birthdays. So, There's you know, Easter. There's second Easter. <laughs> second There's Easter. Christmas in July. <laughs> Correct. Exactly. So uh, that's it. That's it. That's the show. We'll see you next week. Don't forget to cut to come your back. Hair. <laughs> no, you don't have to cut your hair. Don't worry. You look good wherever you are. I like your haircut. <laughs> I would never make fun of your haircut. I would never make fun of your haircut, listener. Mm, and goodbye. <laughs> I love you. Mm. <laughs> This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want. It's up to you. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.